this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday the 13th of July. India today registered 32906 new coronavirus cases pushing the infection tally in the country to over 3.09 crore. The death toll climbed by 2020 in the last 24 hours. The total fatality count now stands at 4,10,784. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Soumya Swaminathan, chief scientist at the World Health Organization, advised against the mix-and-match method of immunization, calling it a dangerous trend. Mixing and matching COVID-19 vaccines is a method of immunization in which a dose each from two different manufacturers is given. The research so far is limited only to the AstraZeneca and Pfizer vaccines with results showing short-lived side effects rather than immunization against the virus. WHO chief Tedros Adhanom said that the Delta variant is spreading around the world at a scorching pace, driving a new spike in cases and deaths. According to Hindustan Times, he warned that the variant now in over 104 countries is expected to be soon to be the dominant COVID-19 strain circulating globally. The Indian Medical Association has cautioned central and state governments that the third wave of the coronavirus pandemic is inevitable and imminent. The Doctors' Association said that tourist bonanza, pilgrimage travel, religious fervor can wait as the entire population should follow COVID protocols for at least three more months. The statement came as visuals emerged from tourist spots where visitors are seen flouting COVID norms. Union Tourism Minister G. Kishan Reddy has urged citizens to follow COVID-19 protocol while travelling. Meanwhile, India's immunization drive was again disrupted by shortage of vaccine doses in Madhya Pradesh, Odisha, Delhi and Maharashtra. Vaccination centres are expected to be closed today due to the lack of sufficient doses. The number of doses administered weekly dropped consistently from the last week of June until the previous week. While Jharkhand and Maharashtra complained that they were running vaccination drives for fewer people than they could afford to, Niti Aayog chairperson Arvind Panagarya questioned the reason for shortage being hesitancy or insufficient production. Mumbai's PD Hinduja Hospital and Delhi's BLK Super Speciality Hospital have reported three cases each of avascular necrosis or AVN in post-COVID patients. AVN is a degenerative bone condition causing the death of bone tissue due to the lack of blood supply. Doctors say that AVN might be the next worrying trend amongst post-COVID patients. Scroll reported that while the exact reason for the occurrence of the disease in patients is unknown, doctors suggest that it might be due to some of the medication taken during COVID which reduces blood flow to some areas of the body. Besides the increasing number of cases of coronavirus, a total of 19 cases of the Zika virus were reported in Kerala. The first case of Zika virus was reported on 8th of July. Zika is a mosquito-borne flavivirus which is transmitted through Aedes mosquitoes that are usually seen early in the morning or late in the evening. According to WHO, it takes 3 to 14 days for an infected person to start showing symptoms. On Friday last week, a statewide alert was issued in 14 districts following the detection of the Zika case in a 23-year-old pregnant woman. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, the coronavirus has infected over 187.2 million people 
and killed over 4.03 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. Three persons are missing after floods caused by heavy rains swept away tourist spots in Himachal Pradesh on Monday. According to Indian Express, Dharmshala, Miklorganj and Kangra's Shahpur Tehsil were among the affected areas. In Shahpur's Bo village, around eight houses, shops and cow shed were washed away in a landslide following a cloud burst. It is still not known if there were any casualties. Chief Minister Jairam Thakur ordered all districts to be on alert and asked tourists to postpone their visits for now. Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced that all the help required is being provided by the centre. A rescue operation was started by local people as no rescue team was able to reach the spot until 5pm on Monday. Several houses around Nala's downstream Dhamshala have either collapsed or are on the verge of collapsing. The flash flood also damaged a bridge on the Mandi Patan Kod Highway, causing traffic jams on both sides. Officials have been ordered to complete relief and rehabilitation immediately and tourists have been instructed to stay where they are and not visit any areas in and around Dharmshala. The Delhi High Court today ordered activist Saket Gokhale to take down his tweets against former Indian diplomat Lakshmi Puri. According to Indian Express, the court also restrained him from posting defamatory or scandalous or factually incorrect tweets about Puri's husband, and Union Minister Hardeep Singh Puri. Last month, Gokhale had referred to a property purchased by Puri in Switzerland and raised questions regarding her and her husband's assets. He tagged Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman in the tweets while seeking an inquiry by the Enforcement Directorate. Lakshmi Puri produced financial statements to justify the purchase of the property. The court also directed Twitter to take down the tweet within 24 hours in case Gokhale failed to do so himself. Assam Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma has brought a bill to regulate slaughter, consumption and illegal transportation of cattle. The Assam Cattle Preservation Bill 2021 bans the sale and purchase of beef in areas predominantly inhabited by Hindu, Jain, Sikh and other non-beef-eating communities or within a radius of 5 km of any temple or satra. The bill will replace the Assam Cattle Preservation Act 1950, which lacks enough legal provision to protect cattle. NETV reported that the bill proposes that cattle slaughter can only be done at a licensed slaughterhouse with permission of authorities and after receiving fitness certifications for the cattle. The bill also bans the transport of cattle without a license to states where cattle slaughter is not regulated by law. It also empowers any police officer above the rank of sub-inspector and registered veterinary officers to inspect any slaughterhouse and, if violations are found, imprison the accused until a public prosecutor is heard on the petition. The accused can face imprisonment between 3 to 8 years and fines of 3 to 5 lakh rupees. The opposition party All India United Democratic Front opposed the bill. Aminul Islam, a leader of the party, said, and I quote, This is not a bill to protect cows or even respect cows. This has been brought to hurt the sentiments of Muslims and polarized communities further. We oppose it and will try and bring in amendment resolutions, unquote. Addressing the Indo-US Joint Summer Conference on the legal ties between India and the United States yesterday, 
Supreme Court Judge Justice D.Y. Chandrachur said India's anti-terror law must not be misused for quelling dissent. According to NDTV, the judge said, and I quote, As I noted in my judgment in Arnab Goswami v. The State, our courts must ensure that they will continue to remain the first line of defense against the deprivation of liberty of citizens. Deprivation of liberty for even a single day is one too many. We must always be mindful of the deeper systemic issues of our decisions, unquote. He said this in light of the recent death of Father Stan Swami, a Jesuit priest and activist who was arrested last year under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. He died last week while fighting for bail on health grounds. At News Laundry, we published a series of reports on Stan Swami. One such report is by Pratik Goel, who documented how Swami lived in his final days. Pratik writes that even when he was severely ill, bail was something Swami spoke about often. Jail authorities were reluctant to provide Swami with basic amenities and did not have the medical infrastructure required to treat him. Read his piece on our website. It is titled, How Stan Swami Spent His Last Months in Jail. Listeners, Apart from publishing such reports, opinion pieces and interviews, we host a number of webinars and discussions on pressing matters. Given the worrying prospect of the third wave of the pandemic in India, we are hosting a webinar on 15th of July at 7pm, where we will look at misinformation surrounding COVID and the consequences of not collecting proper data on the pandemic with Dr. K. Vish Vishwanath, Lee Kamki, Professor of Health Communication at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. The webinar is titled, COVID, Preparing for Third Wave. This and similar events are limited to our subscribers, who not only get to participate in the session, but ask questions to the guest as well. So, become a part of the News Laundry family by subscribing today. Click the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Our subscription starts at Rs. 300 a month only. Fugitive jeweller Mehul Choksi, who is wanted in India in connection with the 13,500 crore Punjab National Bank fraud case, was granted bail today on medical grounds by a Dominican court. The 62-year-old was arrested in Dominica on 23rd of May for illegal entry. According to NDTV, he is now allowed to travel to the neighbouring Antigua and Barbuda, of which he is a citizen. He is allowed to travel to Antigua to seek medical attention from a specialized neurologist. Choksi had alleged that his arrest was dictated by representatives of the Indian government and that he was kidnapped from Antigua and Barbuda and forcibly brought into Dominica by Indian men. According to local media reports, Choksi had then filed a case in the High Court of Dominica's Roji City, seeking to quash the proceedings against him. The case was reportedly filed against the Immigration Minister of the Caribbean Nation, its police chief and the investigation officer of the case. He pleaded that the decision to charge him for illegal entry violated the law and accordingly was null and void. This was Choksi's second bail petition in the High Court as his earlier bail application was rejected, since he had no ties to Dominica and the court could not impose any conditions to ensure he wouldn't abscond. At least 64 people were killed in a fire that broke out at a coronavirus isolation center in Iraq's Nasiriyah Hospital on Monday. According to state news agency INA, 
This is the second case of a fire at a COVID-19 unit in the past three months. More than 100 people were also injured in the fire. A medical source stated the main reason behind the fire being the explosion of oxygen cylinders. The local health authority spokesperson said earlier on Tuesday that 52 bodies had been retrieved while 22 people had been hurt. The search for many missing people is still underway. Iraqi President Barham Salil said that the cause for the explosion was rampant corruption and mismanagement. Angry relatives clashed with the police and set two police vehicles on fire, demanding punishment for the officials responsible. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.